listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Rolling with you on a Friday. Beer sample Friday on the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Guy Relford is in for Big Nige. Tommy Piggott, he is the Strategic Communications Director for the RNC. You can see some of his work on the popular Twitter handle, at RNC Research. He joins us. Tommy, yesterday you had a tale of two trips to the border. You had Joe Biden going to Brownsville. You had former President Trump going to Eagle Pass. What say you? Well, I think two things. First, it's clear based off of where President Trump were and where President Biden went, who actually prioritizes securing the border because President Trump went to where the border crisis is actually happening. Biden only spent 19 minutes at the border during that entire trip, the actual border, and then went to a completely sanitized stage photo op where he spent time reading questions off of prepared note cards. You're and right. That's the a thing. thing. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Well, and then I think the second thing that it shows is that President Trump actually has solutions to secure the border. President Biden doesn't because Biden said absolutely nothing of any substance except for to try to blame everyone else and then try to rewrite history for his terrible policies. So it was a complete disaster of a trip. All right. I want to go back to the note cards because this is fascinating to me. And this isn't some right wing conspiracy like the pictures and the video exist. This is a guy that not only has to have note cards to call on pre-approved reporters at pressers. It's gone up a notch now. He has to have the questions for Border Patrol members written out on a card. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I mean, people can go to add RNC research and see the mashup there of all the times that he looked at his note cards for the questions. And I think it shows two things. First is that he needs to rely on these things, which is really just raising or increasing the already large questions about his mental fitness. Why in the world does he need note cards to just have a conversation? But then I think the second thing is, is he doesn't actually care to listen to what people are saying. You can't have a prepared conversation, right? If someone's actually saying something that is of substance that you want to know the answer to, you ask a follow-up question. But while people are answering his questions, Joe Biden was reading his note card already as if he was preparing for the next question. So it was a pure show. It actually wasn't about getting answers. It was about just having a a photo op and and a complete stage drive-by. And I think the last thing I'll just say is there have been numerous reports now that it's not just in, in these public settings of using note cards. Biden uses note cards with donor meetings. He uses note cards in private to, to give himself the answers about his own policy decisions, which I think is really a, a worrying sign when it comes to whether or not Joe Biden has the capacity and the mental fitness to be commander in chief. At an event like this, do you get the sense that these uh, the reporters there, the people covering this, are really hand-selected and that it's by definition a, a, a universally friendly audience? Well, they definitely are just based off of the fact that for months, for years now, every single time Joe Biden is anywhere and, and answers questions, uh, he knows the journalists he is supposed to call on. He has a list of pre-approved journalists. He's even been given the question in the past, which I don't think you can get more friendly than that. Sometimes you do hear journalists that are, are shouting out a question, and he always runs from those as fast as he can, but he can't really run very fast, to be frank. So it's more of a shuffle away. But the point is he doesn't answer the question, and uh, I, I think the, the media, the mainstream media, has not done their jobs in making sure that Biden is held accountable, which is why, if you notice, they're always playing catch-up. They, they raise these questions of mental fitness after 86% of America already has those concerns. They ask questions about the border after the vast majority of Americans already have those concerns. The mainstream media is playing catch-up because of their bias, and it's a real shame and a disservice to the American people. Tommy, one more thing here on Biden before we move on to some other stuff here. 
he put out a tweet yesterday bragging on the economy. I'm going to read it word for word here. This is from the official Joe Biden presidential Twitter account. Quote, inflation is the lowest it has been in nearly three years and wages, health, wealth and jobs are higher than they were before the pandemic. I was reading some of the comments below and it didn't seem like that tweet went over real well. One of the comments was yours, Tommy. Your thoughts? Well, yeah, because it's completely divorced from reality. I mean, first of all, when you talk about Lois in three years, uh, that was still during his presidency. We're talking about an inflation rate that's double what it was when Joe Biden came into office. Prices are up 17.9%. And when you talk about inflation, inflation compounds on itself, meaning if we have that 9% increase last year, then we have a 3% increase this year. What you're actually saying is a 3% on top of that 9%, right? So you're seeing these accelerated price increases way above trend. So for him to go out and brag about that is absurd with those prices being up 17.9%. And when it comes to the actual benchmark he should be using when he came into office, real wealth has been decimated under Joe Biden. The middle class has lost $2 trillion in cumulative real wealth since Joe Biden took office. And on top of that, real wages are down around 2%. So there's so much wrong with that tweet, and I think the fundamental way that we know that is from what Americans are telling us, where you have 80% view the economy negatively because of Joe Biden's disastrous economic agenda. And Tommy, as ludicrous as that tweet was and those comments are, that what still strikes me is that um, whether it's his press secretary or from Biden himself or others in the administration, when they actually come out and literally say, Joe Biden has cut the deficit. they've said it they've said it explicitly and in my and and i guess what they're really saying is that we're not adding to the deficit as fast now as we were last year or the year before that i don't know i don't know where the rationalization comes from for the absolutely incredibly idiotic statement that joe biden has cut the deficit does anybody believe that I don't think anybody does. I mean, but it just shows their economic incompetence. I mean, it shows why you never trust a Democrat with your pocketbook, because they have no idea what they're talking about. And when Joe Biden goes out there and talks about the deficit, sometimes he actually says he's cut the debt, which in no reality is true. No reality. That has been going up under Joe Biden's watch uh, at an astronomical level. And when it comes to deficit, uh, nonpartisan analysis, even Joe Biden's own favorite economist uh, uh, has said that Biden's policies have increased deficit projections, meaning his actions have actually increased deficits. Those are the facts. So he goes out there and he tries to spin it. I don't think anybody's buying it. I think in reality, it just shows that they are economically incompetent uh, and shouldn't be in charge of, uh, of a lemonade stand, let alone the American economy. Tommy Piggott is our guest. He is the strategic communications director for the RNC. Tommy, it's been busy in your neck of the woods at the RNC. We've talked about this before, but the worst-kept secret is now out that Ronna McDaniel is going to be stepping away from the RNC here in a, a matter of weeks. What's the process like for selecting a new head of the RNC? Because I know Donald Trump wants somebody, you know, the folks inside the RNC might want somebody else. I don't know. What's the process like? Well, it's decided by the members. The members meet and they vote on who they would like to be the chair and the co-chair. We've seen announcements of people running already. President Trump made his endorsements for different positions. So there's going to be a meeting. Uh, The members will get together. They'll vote and they'll decide. And then whoever they vote for uh, through that process will then be the chair and the co-chair. Yeah, go ahead, Guy. 
Uh, well, I, I just had a, another quick question, which is, because I've been curious about this here over the last two or three weeks, is there a time, and maybe we're past it, I don't know, but is there a time when the RNC um, is, is thinking about going to Nikki Haley and saying, listen, it's time for all of the, the, the muzzles to be pointed outside of the foxhole. Um, it's time to you know unite the party and stop the internal criticism of the, the presumptive candidate, President Trump, um, and let, let's get on with a true fight, which is with President Biden. Is, is, is And maybe this is not an answerable question from the RNC, and if it's unfair, I apologize, but it's just something I'm curious about because it seems like there's a time um, when there, there there would be that question of, isn't it time to focus all our attention on winning the election against Biden? Well, I think two things on that. The first is it's that Republican voters are the ones that are deciding. The Republican voters are the ones uh, that are sending uh, this message. I think it's important to listen to the voters. We're not like the Democrat primary, which has a history of rigging their primaries and trying to defend their, their favorite candidate like Joe Biden is, or the Republican voters are the ones that are picking their Republican nominee. And to echo the words of our chair, it's important to look at the results of states as they come in and have an honest conversation about the path forward. Uh, for example, when Ron DeSantis spent a lot of time in Iowa, he looked at the results from Iowa and then decided that he didn't have a path forward and he dropped out of the race. So it's important to listen to the voters. And again, this is the voters who are speaking. And the second thing is our North Star here at the RNC is unity. Our North Star is making sure that our Republican nominee is in the best position possible to beat Joe Biden in November. We're focused on bringing Republicans together. We're focused on beating Joe Biden. That's where our focus is today. It's where our focus has been for the past year. It's where our focus is going to be uh, going forward. Well, even further than the past year, for, for the last three years, it's been on that. So uh, our focus is on beating Joe Biden, making him a one-term president. That's where we're going to keep focus, and that's where our energy is going to be, uh, be spent. Tommy Pickett, Strategic Communications Director for the RNC. Check him out on Twitter, at RNC Research. Tommy, we'll talk to you next Friday. We'll talk a little Super Tuesday recap. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Tommy.